What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 321. On this episode, I'm joined by Karma. Uh, we talk about the Patreon, merch shop, strep throat, music talk, pride, social media, more music talk, Thanksgiving, playlist, art, and a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out. What up? Back again here in the middle of the week, right before Doe Turkey Day, my favorite holiday for those that don't know. Because you get to eat, you don't got to buy anybody shit, ain't no one dressing up, making you go to parties. Just a meal, a meal you're going to have anyway, but this time the food's better. Anyway. Hope everyone agrees. Um, first thing I'm into, Patreon. Patreon.com slash podcastmo. You can go there, give a dollar or more a month and get early access to the podcast. Something about the early access. It's about, uh, you know, giving thanks to the people who make this podcast. You know, um, that's how I look at it. So come on, you freeloaders. But also, you don't have to. It's cool. Um, if you give enough, you could be a co-producer like my mom. Also, Marshall, the Dharma Initiative Bear. It's your boy H2.com and Graveyard Entertainment, our four co-producers. And uh, also we have a merch shop, a shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast mo. If you want a an a podcast mo t-shirt, that is the best place to get it. I mean, you could probably make your own. It's not that hard to figure out. But, um, you know, if you want an easy way, that's how you do it. <clears throat> All right. This week I'm calling the homie Karma. I feel like this is her third time calling in. Uh, it's hard to remember and keep track, you know, of all these things, but she is a rapper out of Dallas, I believe is where she lives at. And, uh, you know, she's finally about to drop like a, an album, I think something like that. So we'll ask her, we'll ask her about her music shit. Um, but anyway, let's give her a call. Uh, so what's up? Not much. What's going on? Not shit. Uh, you know, just trying to make it through life Been a struggle (laughs) in the real world, but it'll all be. Isn't that the truth? Uh, and I know you're sick at the moment, so uh, good luck with that. <laughs> Thanks. And you said you thought you had strep throat, and I have a one, not even really necessarily funny story, but kind of is, story about strep throat. And when I was in college, um, I got strep throat. I didn't really know anything about it. I just knew I couldn't swallow saliva. It hurt. And I smoked mm-hmm. a lot of cigarettes at the time. And so I was like, well, I'm just smoking so many <laughs> cigarettes that I'm fucking up my throat. <laughs> And I went days and days like this. And then finally I went to the doctor and they were like, hey, you have a rash all over your body because you have scarlet fever, which is like a disease from the 1700s because that's what strep throat turns into. You don't come to the fucking doctor. And so like the nurses all yelled at me. And then, uh, yeah, so how to get over (laughs) scarlet fever. It's crazy. Nice. Yeah. Glad to see you're still here, man. (laughs) Yeah, I survived it. And uh, anyway, that's just the the way it goes. (laughs) So hopefully you don't get scarlet fever. So go to the doctor, get a strep throat test or whatever. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, So I know you have some music coming out, so I feel like that's some shit we should definitely talk about. So what are all your future plans? So right now my focus is just on getting this mental health EP finished and we're one track away. The EP is called This Is Me. Um, basically it's the roller coaster of mental health and the disease that it is, you know, you start off one day, just like on a high, like you feel like nothing and nobody can kill your confidence. And then you have one little slip up and your anxiety starts to tell you, you know, no, you could have done this. You should have done that. People are going to know you messed up there, blah, blah, blah. And then you start spiraling down into that depression until you hit rock bottom. Then you got to start clawing your way back out of that and remind yourself that, you know, you're worth living. And it's just an exciting project for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm assuming most of it, I mean, maybe not the way you describe it. Maybe there are some upbeat songs, but I'm assuming in general, it's going to be on some like uh, not as happy type beats. And I only say that because typically your stuff before have always had kind of like an upbeat bounce uh, dance vibe, you know, if you will. So the first song um, is that confidence, you know, on a high and that one's a little more upbeat. It's not like it's not like my other stuff. It's not dancey. It's it's just more upbeat than what's to come. What follows after that kind of goes into more of a dark and emotional roller coaster. And then by track five, it starts to pick up a little bit. And then by track six, it's like a pop punk 
still emotional song. Well, hell yeah. Uh, and when do you have a release date for that yet? Or, or an idea? Uh, I was thinking January 7th, but definitely 2022. Well, hell yeah. Um, and I have a beat on there. I know that. So I'm excited at least for yes. that part. Yes. <laughs> uh track three yeah that's you hell yeah um and that's cool uh for me this year i focus at least the beginning of the year a lot on uh i gave away a lot of free beats to people uh you know friends not just random people but you know people i'm friendly with and to see some people make projects or make singles or stuff it is really cool i mean i i enjoy seeing that final product um I don't know. It's a, it's a weird feeling when I'm not on the song, you know, because I was a rapper only forever, you know, and so like the producing thing's still fairly new for me. And so I'm always like, well, yeah, hell yeah. It's like cool that I just made the beat, sent it to someone and they finished it. I don't even have to do it because writing's hard for me these days. Or Yeah. And you've been having a lot of people use your beats, too. Yeah. I've been trying to get a little uh, variety, you know, because a lot of when I first started and now I have hindsight to know that I don't think some of my older beats were that good. Um, you know, I've gone back and listened. I've taken them down. I'm like, I'm redoing them because the mixing wasn't there. I just I was new, you know, all that. But a lot of people would hit me of like, well, you could rap to them because you you made it, but not everyone could rap to them. Like I've had people say that, and I was like, well, I don't think I'm just such an elite rapper that I'm the only person possible. Like, <laughs> like that's crazy. So I did. I sent out to a lot of people of different variety levels, and um, you know, to varying results, but a lot of them turned out really good. Like CJ Jones project coming out in like a week or two. I just love it. I I like it more than any other project that uses my beats. And I'm like, man, it's just so good. It's crazy. He's a good artist. He's really talented. Yeah, he's great. And he also has this prison music video coming out. You know, he tweeted about it today. So yeah, I, I go, saw that. <laughs> y'all go check, check him out wherever. Um, and do you have any music video plans? I could see you being the type uh, to focus on that, you know, going forward. Yeah, um, I want to get, I want, the goal for the EP was to do like a short film kind of thing and have it like, like a limit as an art, mm. you know, yeah, kind of, but you know, like, you know how artists will prep show and then you get, you know, you're on the stage and you're high on life. And then as you start to come down from that, you start thinking about all the things you did wrong and what you should have done and how you're going to do things moving forward. And you kind of just spiral down. I don't know if that happens to you, but it happens to me every time I perform. And I kind of wanted to incorporate that into a music video, you know, like you start off on track one, you know, performing on stage. And then as it goes into track two, you're driving home after your show and you start thinking about everything that you did wrong. And then by the time you get home, you're on track three and you're like, man, like I suck. You know, you artists go through that. We all think, you know, we're the worst thing there is, you know, unless you're one of those cocky people. That's I don't know them, but they're out there. Right. Um, And then you get into track four and it's like you know, two or 3 a.m. and you're like just walking the streets, you know, like screaming out into the sky. And then you fall asleep through track five, you know, like trying to remind yourself that, you know, you're a work in progress, you know, you're not a pro, like, you know, this is not the end for you. And then you wake up and remind yourself like you got this. And that's track six is I got this. So I, I have a whole concept. It's just a matter of making it come to life. Right. And yeah, I think that's awesome to have the the whole concept. <laughs> Um, I know for me, I try to have like some thematic thing that's connecting it all, but I'm not good at like literal, literal connections. You know what I mean? To a theme. I don't yeah. know. It's hard to explain. I'm abstract. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you can hear that in your beats. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, well, that's what I'm going to say. I just make excuses. Um, man, you, you said something really interesting. Oh, about performing. I've actually never performed. Um, really? So, I mean, I'm not a real artist because of that. I mean, there are people that believe that no, anyway. Please. And uh, no. And honestly, like I, this is why I don't complain about streaming and Spotify paying shitty and all that is because where I'm at, I live in the middle of fucking nowhere and there's very few, uh, performing opportunities and I don't look, you know, I'm not going to act like I look or whatever, but, uh, I've never been able to make money off my music until streaming happened. And I was like, Oh, I can just upload and people can listen to it. I'll just make my pennies a day or what. Like, that's fine. And, uh, you know, same with uploading beats and having, uh, now with beat stores being so uh, accessible, whereas in like. When I first started rapping, SoundClick was a thing, but it seemed so daunting, like all the legalese and the beat buying and all that. Like, I don't know. It yeah. just was, uh, but with beat stars and track train and all these things, making it seem so just normal and easy to do. Like, I don't know. I think it's really helped someone like me out. But someday I may perform. And I think I if I don't know anyone there, I think I would do well. But if I <laughs> knew anyone there, uh, like and personally, I don't I wouldn't like it. Right. Like I just. 
I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like, there's a reason I've never went back to my hometown, you know, or I, I go very rarely to see my parents. Like, I just don't, I don't like people that know me. I don't know. I know it's weird to say, uh, but it's just like, I feel uncomfortable and, or I think huh. I feel more uncomfortable in that situation. I would rather have a room full of strangers. I can agree with that. I'd rather have a room full of strangers, people who don't know you and aren't biased or judgmental with that aspect. Right. Well, and you don't, you're not going to ever see him again. So. And Hopefully. being cocky, I mean, the closest thing I ever got to performing is when I first started rapping, I got I got to college. So I was 18 and I wanted to rap, but I never rapped in front of anybody. You know, I rapped in my dorm onto some beats or whatever. And then finally, the spring semester, my first year of college, I'm at this bar and uh, this fraternity tries to rush me, which just means they want me to join the fraternity. And I eventually joined because they're pretty cool. But I was like, I'll uh, join if you all have anyone that can out freestyle me. And I don't know why I said it, because I'd never freestyle in front of people like that. I just was fucking cocky for whatever reason that day. And uh, I rap pretty good. I guess everyone was really feeling like 50 people watching me rap. And then after that, that's what I did for like the next year or two is like I would go to the bar or to a party and I was finding the cipher and I was just freestyling. And like that's I think people always ask me like about my delivery or flow because I think that's like the only thing good I got going for me. That's why it's because I just used to freestyle all the time. And even if it wasn't like lyrically good like i would do that little wayne thing where i'm like oops i said this when i meant to say that and like that's like the easiest like you can just flip it or whatever and like yeah. no one cared because as long as you're animated or like your voice sounds kind of fun people are just like fuck yeah i like this white dude you know or whatever so <laughs> um i just really like that's uh my origin but i never really performed like as far as getting on a stage and people like watch me perform a song never done it it's a whole different high like, I've, I've heard it is like a huge rush that like once you do it you're addicted yep that, that's where i'm at <laughs> well how often are you performing or like are you able to find uh places to perform at covid has really put a damper on it but i i did a few shows back in may and june so i did our town's first pride um event and then I had a few shows before that. And then I've got another one coming up December 11th. I've just had, you know, family deaths and stuff. So I put it on the back burner, but I'm ready to get back into it. Right. And I <laughs> mentioned before I called you, I think you're from the Dallas area. But where where exactly? Because that's like a fucking 12, 13 cities. Yeah, uh, I'm actually up in Gainesville. So I'm literally right next to Oklahoma. Hell yeah. But I'm down in Denton all the time. I see. Yeah. I mean, I've driven through there plenty of times. Uh, you go to those outlet malls back in the day. Um, yeah. Got to head down there. Uh, but yeah, see, I grew up like four miles from the Texas border um, was where my hometown's at. So I'm really familiar with Texas. I just have to hate them because, you know, <laughs> it's just it's just a thing. And then I tell a story all the time, but I have it just so fried my memory of going over to Wichita Falls, Texas. It's probably my favorite city in America. Like, I just always went there every weekend. I just love it. And I watched it like grow so big, you know, but I kind of know it even yeah. though it's big. And so I'm a big fan. But You'd go over there, you'd go to like some monster truck show or some like little mm -hmm. amateur wrestling thing. And they'd be like, those fuckers over in Oklahoma suck dick. And you're like, what? what? Why are you? I drove here to watch this and you're just talking shit on me. Like, I just so I made me hate Texas even more. And then they had the whole OU Texas thing. You know, people care a great deal about that. Oh, of course. Yeah. I hear about it all the time. Yeah. I don't care about college sports. I think it's uh it's it's weird. I mean, I guess it's not weird. I just think it's weird that like 50 year old men obsess over it like that. Obsess yeah. over it. Right. And I think it's different if it's professionals because you're like, well, those guys are professionals getting paid. It's just like watching a TV show, but like watching kids and then they're like, I don't like the character flaws in this quarterback. And I'm like, what the fuck are you? He's 18. Yeah. You're like a 50 year old yep. working. A anyway, I can't get into it, but it drives me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can agree with that. Um, so yeah, you mentioned your pride event. So is, have you found, cause I do notice you get put on some playlists that are like pride playlists. Is that like something you can like search for in playlists? Like for instance, on, you know, daily playlists or whatever, different website, you know, I've never once been like pride, you know, and I'll pitch to those or whatever. So is that like, a, you find support, I guess, in that area is what I'm saying. So Twitter and Instagram have been like the main, um, platforms I've used to actually find pride playlists. Um, but yeah, on daily playlist, I did submit by literally typing in like LGBTQ or queer or pride and then playlist pop up. Right. Like but I, Twitter, Twitter, for sure. That's the, my hardest thing on is finding playlists that like my music fits in because I'm so bad at like, I don't know what <laughs> subgenre it is or what. Like, well, I don't know what this is. I don't know who's going to like it. Um, so like I do think like for anytime I see one, it's like female rappers and I'm like, oh, that's cool. 
You know, because if they had one that was like male rappers, I would submit to that because that's like at least somewhat narrows it down. But then again, I get like most are male rappers. So like you don't need that distinction. Um, and I just I get really kind of caught up in the subgenres and then the sub communities because there's like there's certain rappers that are so big that I've never heard of. Right. Yep. Or like someone will come up to me like I, I like this video game called Persona. Uh, I like Persona 4 and 5 are the only ones I played. And I mentioned that to this guy. And he goes, oh, I bet you love the rapper White Lotus or something like that. I don't remember his exact name. And I was like, no, I don't know. And he's like, man, he's the guy from that game. And I was like, there's no guy in that game. And it's I guess they had some like crossover thing where this one rapper is really famous to people who like anime or something. And I listened. I was like, oh, no, I hate this. You know, it's nothing I would ever listen to. But like the idea that he had like millions of followers you know and i was like i've never heard of this person but that happens, I, that happens a lot though because like there's some people on twitter where i'm like i've never heard of them but they you know they're verified and they've got all kinds of supporters and i'm like where did you come from right well i hate the follower numbers like i have i used to like care a lot right i wanted the the follower numbers like anytime i broke another thousand i was like man that's pretty cool these people follow me but very few people interact with me. Now, I don't interact with other people as much. Maybe that is my issue, you know, but uh, I just feel like unless I have something really to bring to the table, I'm not going to like just be like, hey, hell yeah, man. Like, I don't know. I just hate the like bullshittery of it all. And so uh, but anyway, most people don't interact with me. So it's like I really have like 20 people that follow me, not 4000. You know, it's like, what is what's the point of all these people? So I don't know. I'm starting to have mixed feelings about it these days. Well, I feel like a lot of people will follow people they think are successful and they don't want to interact with them. They just want to watch how they move so they can copy it and, and apply it, which is fine. Like, do you, boo? But I don't see the you don't gain anything. You know what I mean? Right. That's true. And I, I hate blog. it happened to me today. So it's what's in my mind. I know you're you'll be familiar with this. You know, someone goes to add me. They have 100 followers, right? Which I'm not trying to judge. But anyway, they're newish, you know, artists. And I'm not saying that I'm like the shit, but. I think I'd be a cool rapper to know. I have a music podcast. I could play your songs on it, you know, yep. or whatever. And the first thing they do is send me this fucking two paragraph long thing full of fucking links. <laughs> and so I didn't even read it. I just muted them because I always mute them first and then block them and then, un you know, done the whole thing. And I was like, man, I just I, I'll never understand someone DMing you their life story with a bunch of links like immediately, yeah, no. like as soon as you accept their request. <laughs> Like, for some reason, they think that's marketing, and I don't know who told them that, but that's a lie. And I can say that because somebody told me that, you know, three years ago, and I applied it. And after a month of it not doing anything for me except for getting me blocked, I was like, yeah, that's not working. Right. Well, so, I mean, and it's like the producer community, you know, not only is it says because i've watched a few videos they'll be like here's how you sell beats you get an email list of two thousand rappers and you just <laughs> spam them every day mm -mm. And i'm like i would never do that and as a rapper i would never buy a beat off someone that did nope. that so absolutely not i'm like i don't know if they're giving wrong advice on purpose you know to like weed out the, you know that's all part of the game or what but i've found for me uh i i sell a lot more beats to friends you know, mm -hmm. and that is a weird thing to get over. If any producers are listening of like, I do give out free beats, but also some people expect it when I'm like, well, man, if it's in my store, you know, buy it. I mean, like I put it in my store for a reason, <laughs> you know, like, I don't right. Know. Yeah. And so it's, it is weird when you're first starting out. Cause you don't know if it's like worth it and you don't know what to value it at or whatever. And so you do start feeling weird when people pressure you, but I've lately just been like, Hey, if it's in my store, I made that decision that it's in my store to be sold for that price. So, I mean, we can negotiate yeah. or whatever, but like you can't just have that one free instead of the other one I emailed you. You know, like people I'll send someone a free beat. and They're like, I don't know about that, but I like this other beat in your store. I'm like, well, no, that's not what the deal is. <laughs> like that's obnoxious. Right. And so and I don't think people think they're being obnoxious. I, I just think because I'm kind of cool ish, you know, behind the scenes, I, I'm trying to be mean on the Internet. But when people know me, I think I'm pretty cool. Um, and they just don't realize how annoying they they're being about it. But. I don't know. It's also like you're running a whole fucking business, you know, at least some of us are like when we're doing this, like it is fun, but it is also somewhat of a business. Well, and see, that's why I have so much respect for producers. and I want to make sure that they get paid and they get their credit and, you know, they get, you know, their cut, too. Um, but so many of these artists just they don't see it that way. They don't want to give them their PRO splits. They don't want to pay them. They feel like, well, I'm doing all their version of marketing that is. And I'm getting on the one or two playlists that I'm getting on and I'm getting my hundred streams. So why should they get paid 
And it's like people just go onto YouTube and rip beats. And I think that is so crappy. Right. Well, and I honestly, I get it as a rapper. Um, I made many a mixtapes off of free beats, you know, that you could download free somewhere, have tags or whatever. But to me, you put those That's out as different than ripping it for sure. But you put those out as mixtapes on Dat Piff or whatever. You know, you don't put it up on a streaming exactly. site that you right. get paid off of. Like to exactly. me, that that is where the line is. You know, if someone stole my beat, um, wrapped over and put up on SoundCloud or whatever, I, I wouldn't be as upset. I would love if they credited me. You know, most of them aren't going to because they think they're going to get caught. And like right. someone's going to be mad or whatever. But I'd be like, if you're, listen, someone really kills a beat, I would, I mean, I would be the top to be like, all right, I mean, I can cut you a deal. I mean, you killed that or whatever. But uh, I know I shouldn't approach it that way. You know, I'm like, a, they say you should really be firm about it. But yeah. I, I've just been a rapper. So like, I kind of understand it. And I've also looked at my, you know, I can go right now on DistroKid and pull up how much money certain songs make. And I have songs that have made $5, you know, so it wouldn't have been worth for me to purchase a beat you know, for what I, I would have lost money, you know, but that is part of the investment. So, right. I don't know. It, I, I understand the argument, but there is also, I think a, there should be a pride issue in it, I guess. Yep. Absolutely. Um, well, what about your other stuff? I really like your song third finger. I think it's the most recent one we've played on your <laughs> thing. Uh, I just, I like the beat a lot. I thought the beat was very cool. And, uh, and I like the vibe of it, the, the whole thing. Yeah. Clayto, uh, he had, made a tweet about you know doing he had some free time and wanted to do some collabs and i was like hey like what about me and he was like yeah like let's do it so i went through his beat store and i found one of his beats and i bought it and i was like all right like let's do this one and i listened to it a couple times and i laid down the hook and my verse and then i sent it over and was like what do you think and he was like yeah but what about the third verse and i was like well i thought we could go back and forth so Every four lines I just I've recorded and then I sent it over to him and then he just did his thing. But I mean, he really just brought that all together Um, from the beat to the mix to everything. That was that was just a fun one. I just wanted to do something a little different than, you know, what I have out there, but also still get some kind of message out there, which was, you know, thanks for making my name bigger. Right. Right. And then you also I know you kind of follow this. The template of Russ, right? Like, so Russ is an artist I'm guessing you really like from, if I can guess from your Twitter. And um, <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I'm not as familiar until I, I mean, I've seen him through you and other people on Twitter talk about him. And he always seems very cool. Like everything I've seen shared about him, he seems like, I mean, every underground artist I would assume would like him, you know, but I also know like he gets a lot of hate for some reason. So, oh yeah, I do enjoy his Utah freestyle. I mean, I think that's the first song I heard of his kind of recently that I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. But I haven't like, you know, went back and looked at his whole catalog or anything. But um, who are like your other influences, if you will? Uh, I think anybody that knows me knows Missy Elliott is like my top, like I love everything she does. She's been that artist for me since I was a kid. When I was like nine years old, trying to copy Allison Stoner in the music videos, you know. Right. Um, uh, I love Kehlani. I know that's not the typical style, but I love her voice. I love the way she writes. Um, I think she has just a beautiful mind and mindset in her personal life and her music. Um, Nicki Minaj, obviously. uh, Me with Frank Ocean, like. Oh, I, I love Frank Ocean, but I don't make music that sounds anything like Frank Ocean. <laughs> right. But I could listen to Blonde and then like just write a song as soon as I listen to that album. You know, it's just like so inspiring. So it was a good that was a good album. Yeah. That was definitely. Um, but yeah, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, I still yeah. think she's. I think she's the best female rapper ever. And I know that it's like up for debate. Some people hate her, you know. And I don't care about any politics involved. I'm just it's saying it's not like, up for debate. It's that's facts. Like I was, and it's because I'm a huge Little Wayne fan. You know, like I've. It's hard to explain to people like how much so I was a little Wayne fan. I still am, but it got different when you start making music, you know, but yeah, um, like I just loved it. And whenever she came out on the, God, I'm trying to think the first one, maybe the can't stop, won't stop. I feel like maybe she did a verse on that on one of his early mixtapes. But anyway, she came on the scene like fairly early, just spitting bars. You know, it wasn't yep. about like dancing and her dressing up like whatever. She was just like fucking killing shit. And I was like, okay, this chick's awesome. Now, I saw them in concert and went down to Dallas, actually, that one like open arena one. I don't know what it's fucking called, but I went to all the Wayne concert there. And that was back when she still dressed up like the Japanese dolls and shit. And so like, <laughs> yeah. she came out all like fucking like a geisha or whatever. And then that, I mean, that whole concert was awesome. Little Chucky came out on a leash. Little Wayne held him on a leash and <laughs> collar and shit. 
It was nuts. Uh, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, Lil Wayne's concert was great. He had like a fucking flamethrower and shit. A live band played all of his beats. It was nuts. Anyway, I was a big fan of Lil Wayne's concert. Uh, but yeah, Nicki Minaj is the greatest. I'm a big fan. Yep, I agree. I love her. I think I think her, again, her mind is just brilliant. The way she correlates her different lines and there's always there's always multiple meanings kind of like Eminem's music just not as you know high tech it's it's just it's very she's brilliant that yeah. well, that's all there is to it like uh I mean she's influenced by Little Wayne I think with she's punchline heavy yeah you know and I, I sure. definitely enjoy punchline rap that's my my favorite yeah she's a monster with it pun intended for sure uh, do you listen to any new artists? Because I have two new artists. I'm, I shot my thing like a week ago, but I'll do it again. I really like uh, Code of the Friend. That's like probably my favorite current rapper. Just he puts out a song, and I just love it. I don't. It doesn't matter. And I I don't know why. I'm like, well, I'll check out the new one. I'm like, I love it. And then Cal Scrubby is like the new white guy that I think is super good. And I, it's rare for me to like a white rapper, so I'm a big fan of him. But there's every once in a while, I know you'll come across Curtis Roach, another one that I listened to recently. Uh, you'll come across people like, hey, they're really good. I, the only reason I bring that up is because there's so many like mainstream popular artists that I hate. You know what I mean? Like that I'm like, how does anyone listen to this? But then I'll find these people that are like on the peripheral, and I'm like, oh, these people are really fucking good. So it's a uh, it's just odd the way it works. Uh, I mean, mainstream. I don't really listen to like the radio or anything. Um, I mean, I hear a lot of stuff on TikTok, but I couldn't tell you like any of the artist names. The Island Boys, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm an <laughs> island boy. Yeah, that's about all I could tell you. But um, I know there was there's one there's Young Gravy. I liked his song "Oops" and the remix with Lil Wayne. Um, but other than that, it's been mostly like indie stuff. Like I really like Ditch the Ego. I like his mindset. He's always positive. You know, he's he's got good production too. Um, yeah, like who are Twitter friends who's music? Like I'm on because I'm pretty honest about this. I don't listen to everyone's music that are Twitter friends. I mean, because my release radar, I'll listen to it, but I don't like love every song that my internet friends put out, you know? And I feel of like course, that yeah. makes me honest, you know, like I'll add stuff to playlists that I like, or I'll heart some stuff I like, but I'm not going to like everything and stuff. So like, but, but lately I have noticed more and more of my friends stuff being on my go-to playlist, you know? So I have yeah. noticed more, you know, people are stepping it up or maybe I'm making better friends. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But, it could be both right so are there any people that like that you're like friendly with but are also still like man they make dope music i like like um like i mentioned cj jones new song's pretty good um i know not to bring him up because i know y'all have had y'all's disagreements past but d street had a song like two songs ago that i'm like man this song's fucking amazing like you know like, i couldn't No, d street is a great artist he's 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 a great artist right for it's, sure i loved uh what is it take a toll or something yeah so he yeah uh, but yeah, so like every once in a while something comes out, I'm like, man, I just gotta put this on a playlist. This shit is dope. <laughs> yeah, that's that's me with like Daz Monique. I think she's very she she kind of reminds me of Nicki Minaj. Yeah, I can see that. Um but she's she's very bar heavy. And I think again, she I think if she just had like some better mixes on some of her songs, they would really pop off. Right. And, um and that's always a weird thing because again, I've been there. I've had plenty of songs with shitty mixes. Um, same. still do. I mean, I I still debate. <laughs> If my last album portrait, I think it sounds really good and crisp and everything, but I'm like, but is it mixed good? I don't fucking know. You know, who am I to know? And so I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. Um, you mentioned Daz Monique reminded me. We have a song in the works at the moment for Internet Friends 4 where you did spit the first verse. And I sent it over to another female artist named M. Tay, who I'm a big fan of. And uh, she acts like she has a verse ready, but I haven't I haven't heard it yet. But eventually, once I get her verse, I will then write a verse. And I think it'll be very good. Yeah, she said she had something written, so I'm uh, I'm excited to hear that. Yeah, I don't know. She's why, another dope one. But I could just I was like, if this is a three parter, you know, kind of cipher. That's how I kind of heard it after you said it back, and I was like, so we'll we'll see how it goes. On the la on Internet Friends three, she killed it, you know, in her verse. So yeah, I'm expecting it to be good. We'll see. Um, are there any people that you still want to work with? Like you know that you're friendly. Like I have a few people i'm trying to think like modo would be cool to work with who's called in this podcast modo, before yeah, he's fun. you know but uh, like there's certain rappers that i'm like oh we've never made a song and maybe some like d bz i don't know if i'd ever get it you know it'd be cool to get him on a song but i haven't before you know stuff like that um yeah i mean it's not my style but i really want to work with um madison olds I just I love her voice. I love her tone. I love the way she writes songs and she does it, you know, from the ground up. And I just I think that's really beautiful. 
And she has like a massive, you know, Spotify following and TikTok following. And so I'm not quite to her level, but that is somebody that I would love to. And then um, Rana Royce would be another one. I think she's super dope. Um, we've we've chatted a little bit about it. So there may or may not be something in the works there. Um, I'm trying to think of any guys. CJ Jones would be dope to work with. Um yeah, he's pretty easy to work with. Uh, I mean, he takes forever sometimes, but besides <laughs> that, he's all right. I mean, I feel like I work with a lot of different people. Right. So I just, I think I'm right now I'm trying to focus on the solo dolo thing and just give verses to other people while I try and figure out this whole sync thing. Yeah. At the moment I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have like nine or 10 people on my list to send out the internet friends for email. Cause I just got halfway through my list. I was like, well, I'll let people pick a beat before I send the rest. And I just totally forgot. So I need to send some emails, <laughs> I guess, to people to see if they want to jump on, but it's so stressful. Like the first three songs I already got back. I think yours has been the easiest so far, but like all the rest are like, Oh, this is so going to be so stressful. You know, I don't know why I know it's like me to people <laughs> listening that are like, I send my stuff in, but it's just like, Oh, the mixing and all the different mics and all the, like, I forget, you know, but I think I just got so obsessive on my last album mixing that it's all st- standing out more to me now, like after the yeah. album, you know? And so it's just like, I need to just let it go, you know, and just know that some people got different air noises in the background and I don't <laughs> fucking know how to deal with it or whatever. <laughs> I mean, as long as they don't send their stems out of place like I did, they should be fine. (laughs) I was so mad. I never do that. And I was like, what the hell? How did I? And I went back in and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, because normally if someone sends like a mix down, they it's lined up with also their verses and, and stuff. And so I just lined up your mix down with the original beat. And, you know, carried it all together. And so I was like, oh, that must be in the right spot. And I didn't really think about it. And then when I listened, I was like, oh, you know, we'll mess with it. You know, but I didn't notice it being too far off. But yeah, once I got it fixed, I was like, oh, yeah, this is way better. (laughs) I was like, how did I do that? Well, and Uh, honestly, it happens like all these dolls add like, you know, point zero zero three seconds on the front of stuff. And like, you just got to get it close. I mean, I've definitely done collabs with people where I'm like, man, my shit's all off. And I've told people not to put stuff out because their mixing was not, you know, good enough for me or whatever. So I know about like being kind of picky. So I try not to hold that against anyone. Like when they start sending me like their notes and stuff, I try my best. It's just like, I'm all self-taught and kind of an idiot. And, you know, it's like, we got to work through this, you know, we'll figure it out eventually. Maybe. We got kind of like uh, the last Internet Friends three, the song with Thetikos. I like that song, but I really wish I could have figured out his vocals. You know, I wish I could have got those. Yeah. And better. I just I didn't have the ability or whatever to to get it there. So and then Southern Comfort, me and him are still working. He got a new audio interface and, uh, you know, he says it sounds better. He sent me some shit the other day. I just haven't listened to it yet. But um, anyway, fucking recording life. It's the worst, but also the best. Yep, so I agree with that. Are you doing home recording or studio stuff these days? I'm yeah, I'm all home. That's what I thought. Did you used to go to a studio? Yeah, I did um, in 2019 and before, but um, at like the end of 2019, I decided to just start doing it at home because we moved up to Gainesville, and I was like, dude, driving to Fort Worth for a studio session is just—it's too much. Yeah. So I went, I hit up one of my producer friends and was like, what do you recommend? And I bought whatever he recommended and it sounded, I mean, pretty good. My engineer, you know, in Brazil is pretty good. And everybody else who's used my vocals have said they're clean ish, you know, so. Um, so home's easier. Yeah, I have this, I mean, not even an expensive microphone. Mine's like a $90 microphone, um, like an MXL 990 or something. I don't know. I don't even really think it's that good, to be honest. But I had... Um, I used to record everything on this really shitty USB mic and not even shitty, a decent USB mic, but they're just not as good as if you have an audio interface. You're never, I know the yep. arguments out there. People are like, no, they make some that are good enough. I have yet to record on one that sounds as clear as running an XLR microphone through an audio interface to me, you know? So I got these two for this podcast when I first started and they were good. I don't remember what brands they are at the moment. Um, looks like MPM 1000s by Marantz, whatever that is. And that's what my, my guest used. And then when I got some money, I bought the microphone I use now. And I've always wanted to upgrade it. But like I said, this last album, I mixed it. And I was like, 
I don't know. It sounds pretty good. You know, like I don't think I need to necessarily upgrade, but it is something I think about all the time. Yeah, I definitely like the interface better. Yeah. Well, it, what can happen, though, because it happened to me when I first interface I bought is it had an issue with it that caused like this high end like buzzing thing. And I thought it was in my room and I was like, how it worked? And I couldn't <laughs> find it. But it was like I bought a used interface off Sweetwater or wherever. And it was just off. Oh, so I didn't know. Um, so what else you got going on in the world? You got any more songs coming out before the end of the year or are they all come out? Uh, I wanted to make who that challenge remix my last, um, release, but I feel like I should probably put out one more. So I'm debating. I have, I have like 15 songs in mix and master right now. Um, so I'll probably throw one of those out next month just to have something and then, you know, focus my promo on the EP because that needs all of my attention. Right. I'm surprised you're not doing a Christmas song. You know what? I had a couple beats for that and I was like, I really want to. But then I was like, what if I don't do it justice? I don't even like Christmas. Thanksgiving is more my speed. Me too. Before I called <laughs> you, I mentioned that it's my favorite holiday. So It's mine too. Yes. It's way better than Simply Christmas. for the food. Yep. it's That's all you're expected to do is food. You're not expected to do, to buy, spend all your money on other people and shit. Yep. And especially when you don't exactly. have kids and like people, you know, have kids and they're like, well, you are you buying gifts for my kid? And I'm like, no, like what? You, right. Exactly. You, are you buying gifts for me? <laughs> like this is uh, you get in weird yeah. neighborhoods when you're an adult, Um, which I, I in general, I'm, I, I tell everyone not to buy me anything. I've also been very much on this. If anyone ever buys me another birthday or Christmas card, I'm going to be so furious. Like I've been trying to, I've been making my wife reuse the same one. <laughs> She got me this office one. And so I think she's reused the last two years because I'm like, it's so stupid. And now I do it for other people because they love it. But I'm like, why are people spending five, six dollars for a fucking card that people read? Exactly. Once and then they're like, whatever. You know, like, I just think it's so dumb. Yep. Anyway, that's get everyone the holiday spirit around here. <laughs> uh, uh. The only thing I have. Uh, my wife loves Christmas, by the way, so uh, I try not to like oh. be so much of a Grinch. <laughs> but our very first argument ever um, when we were dating in college was she came back from Thanksgiving break, excited to decorate for Christmas. And then like I just it's hard for me to hide my real emotions on my face. And I just had this look of like, this is the stupidest shit, you know, and she got like, you don't like Christmas. And it turned this whole thing. We got through it, obviously, because eventually we got married. But <laughs> It was like, uh, not decorating for it. What? Like, who wants to do that? Like, that's the worst part. Uh, but I'll do let her put up the, she'll probably put up the tree if I had to guess, you know, Thanksgiving week because she's a teacher and she has that week off. But normally I would be like, no Christmas before Thanksgiving. But yeah, my I'm sister put her tree up like literally the day after Halloween. I was like, what are you doing? There's still Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't I don't like this encroachment on November because then it's like it's not like Christmas is like the 5th of December. It's like in the 25th. There's all, yeah, you exactly. have the whole month. It's crazy. And especially like where we live, it's like not really winter wonderland. You know, like people try to force this Christmas spirit. Right. Like, exactly. It's all like 70 on some days and <laughs> icy at worst. There's on still, some still some green outside. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just uh Letting everyone know where I stand on on Christmas. Uh, well, I guess maybe make a Thanksgiving song next year. Get one of those ready. And, we should do that. Just something that nobody else has done. We'll make a Thanksgiving song. Right now, the current best Thanksgiving song is from Bob's Burgers. They're like gravy <laughs> in my mouth. Gravy <laughs> in my mouth. Like that's I, I sing that one typically. I'll probably start singing that one next week. Uh, I'm a big fan of Bob's Burgers. Or I used to be. I, I've kind of fallen off the last couple seasons, but that was my shit. I just really related to Gene. <laughs> um, all right. Well, speaking of Thanksgiving, is there anything you're thankful for before we uh, wrap this up? Oh, I'm thankful for a lot of things. I'm thankful for each day I get to wake up. I'm thankful for my family who's supportive and unconditional with their love. I'm thankful for music because that's what gets me through every day. Um, I'm thankful for every opportunity I get, including your podcast. So thank you for allowing me time on it. Um, I'm just, I'm thankful for life. You know, I'm blessed. 
Well, that's awesome. I wish I thought like that. You know, I wish <laughs> I've always wish I could have this like I'm blessed and be happy for the things I have. And so I guess Thanksgiving is a good thing. So you can stop and reflect or whatever. And there are moments, of course, where I stop and I'm like, hey, my life's pretty good. But really, because we saw start with mental health talk earlier, I guess we should have gotten that more. Uh, I'm just in a depressive individual, I guess. So like even when things are good, my thought is like, hey, things are going really good. Oh, shit something bad's gonna happen you know like i don't know like it's just it's just what happens you know i'm like hey things are going really good in my marriage our house is gonna fall apart you know like oh it just there's this how it works it feels like and so uh I, I am definitely a pessimist um so i i guess i'm thankful for everyone that i have that isn't a pessimist around me you know and they don't they don't fall into it hey that's something yeah you know and then also uh i mean really my our heater went out, our washer went out. We're just really dealing with the shits. So, um, but eventually it'll all get fixed and we'll be back normal. And, and last November we had to replace all the pipes in our whole house. Um, all the piping. So it's like November is just not a, a good month for us. Um, <laughs> around here, but honestly, even through that last November, and I've told my wife this, I don't think she necessarily agrees, but I was like, you know, it made us stronger. Cause it was such a bullshit thing that like it was so annoying and so frustrating, but we made it through. And she's like, I guess, you know, but to me, I'm like, ah, kind of like COVID, right? I'm like, Hey, I think COVID was cool. You know, like a lot of couples broke up cause they hated each other, but that wasn't my thought. That's so true. that's good. Yep. Um, you know, like I just, so I do have a weird optimism, I guess in my marriage, but nowhere else for whatever reason, <laughs> my beats are getting uh... better, I guess. So, <laughs> thankful for that as well um earlier i mentioned going back and messing with beats and I, I just to plug myself here in december i'm actually releasing a beat every day um which most people don't do in december because it's kind of a dead month so that's like i'm gonna trick the system doing it backwards huh. and uh they're all beats that i've pulled down from my store and redid and i don't know that's whether they're cool or not cool i don't know so i think they're I pretty think it's cool. pretty cool but you can compare. I've listened to some comparatively and I was like, I kind of think I used to be better at melodies than I am now. Like I used to take crazier risks, um, but my drums now are just so much better, you know, that I'm like, oh, yeah, these new beats are, are way better just off of that alone <laughs> and the mixes being better. Well, I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah. So y'all be all on the lookout there to watch my dumb beat videos on YouTube. <laughs> Someday I'm going to break whatever the goddamn number is people want. I don't, what was a hundred subscribers, a thousand people are always shooting for some special number. And uh, I think I'm at like 40. I'm just like, I don't know. I just, me and YouTube, it doesn't work, but it's taken me three years to grow. Well, a year and a half. I'm calling it three years to grow my YouTube to finally a thousand subscribers. So I, that's not my favorite platform. Yeah. Well, I I mentioned this a, a couple weeks ago with another artist, but I, I, I believe you use Distro Kids, so you might be familiar. Uh, you could like connect your artist page to your YouTube page, right? And they were like, yeah. connect them yep. together. And I did, and it did it for my A to the Mo Makes Beats account, but not for my A to the Mo account. So now it still uploads oh, all my sucks. stuff, but it's not. And then I go to submit a ticket, and Distro Kids, stupid ass, I'm, I would love to switch. And I probably will after my next collab album, you know, like once I don't need to worry about splits as much or something. I don't know. I yeah. just need to find a better one. Because you go to complain, it's like, we've looked into it and it's correct. And it's like, no, it's not. I'm telling you, it's not. Like, what do you mean you looked into it? Like, they're like, YouTube says it's fine. And I'm like, well, it's obviously not fine. It's not doing so. Anyway, and it's all robot fucking responses. So, yep. Uh, now, I have not ever had any of this money problems. Lately, I've heard people complain about not getting paid. Uh, a lot of people are having that problem. I have not, thankfully. Thank you, God. Um, but a lot of people are there. But I've also noticed a lot of those people are either running up their streams or paying for plays. So Right. And that and that's another frustrating thing. Um, not even like the paying for plays around their streams. Like I submit my stuff to a bunch of different playlists, right? And uh, yeah. certain playlists, it probably is some tomfoolery going on. You know, you can just tell like the way some numbers run up on certain ones. But I don't. To me, it's out of my hands. If I submit to a playlist and that playlist person decides to put me on there and I'm not paying anybody, you know, like, right. I, I just I've never paid to be on a playlist. Uh, so like if someone decides to put me on their playlist and then it gets placed, however it does, I just try not to worry about it, even though like I wish it was all real and organic. But like if they pay me. 
I am totally fine with it, you know, and there's been, well, that's songs- why, you know, there's a couple of pictures that I use personally because they, they weed out all those bot playlists and they have to get verified to even be on these people's website to be pitched to. Right. Well, that would be cool. That would be definitely cool. And a lot of times, I mean, I get added to a lot of playlists these days, right? I'm, I have a pretty good percentage rate, but they don't get yeah. plays. Like I get added to all these playlists, but they don't get plays. So it's like, well, thanks for adding me, but no one listens to your playlist. And I know that's a mean sentiment to have, but it's like, well, I don't know. It's but it's like, true. Like you're literally just adding songs to a playlist and it does nothing for anybody. So. Right. So it's, it's a weird thing. And it's, I hate that that's like, that is the way you get played. You have to get on playlists there. That's just yep. the way it works. And, As an uh, indie. Yep. I don't quite have it figured out. Maybe uh, never will, but someday maybe, you know, and I got to shout graveyard graveyard puts me on playlists and yeah. they give me the plays. And the, the reason my numbers of monthly listeners look so big is because I'm a co- feature on a graveyard song that gets on so many playlists that it boosts that it, it and they have me as a, primary artist on the song not a featured artist oh or nice whatever. and so that's why my numbers always look the way they do because re- in really reality it's like two or three hundred people maybe a month you know it's not that's a, still a lot though yeah but it looks like i have like seven thousand and i'm like well no no yeah sir nasty has seven thousand off of that song that i'm on <laughs> and i still appreciate it and they get paid or whatever so i'm cool but i've looked at distro kid and seen songs that'll like I mean, it's people that I know don't bot their shit. So I just need to look into it more. But it'll be like a song off Internet Friends 3 that has like 2,000 streams according to Spotify. But then you look on your DistroKid payment and it'll say it has two streams. And so they're only going to pay you one cent or whatever. And it's like, well, I can see that on your thing and says more. So I don't. Yeah, that's stupid. Sometimes I have to. I need to really look into it. But then again, it's cool to not worry about it, you know, and just be an artist. You know, yeah. I fall into that trap way too much. I'm like, I'm just making fucking art, man. I think we all fall into that. Yep. Oh, and then also I will say I did draw my first iPad portrait I made for someone was for you that you used for your profile picture <laughs> in October. So uh, I made a few more for people and then I fell off. So I need to get back to my drawing. I need to hone those skills. Yeah, that I mean, that's a great skill to have. Some of us don't. We can't even do that with, you know the utensils that you guys have so right well i have zero artistic ability i've loved drawing my whole life but i I was in a really small school so we didn't have art classes or anything and then when i got to college i had to have a minor and so i was like i'm gonna get an art minor and everyone was like well that's fucking stupid and useless (laughs) and i was like i don't care i'm doing it and so i did so i i have like i know a few techniques but not like i actually missed all the basics. Like I remember being in my drawing class in college and they're, they're referencing stuff you should have learned in high school. And I was like, I don't have a clue what anyone's talking about. And so like they, they'll pass you because it's fucking art as long as you're trying, you know, but I'm not like super skilled. But as soon as I got the iPads, like, Oh, I'm going to draw all the time because I love drawing, you know, it's just, yeah. Who has pencil and paper these days to sit around and draw, you know, really exactly. So I hadn't drawn this much since the draw with friends or whatever that, mobile app was for a while where everyone was drawing the pictures yeah and that one that was a pretty good pretty good mobile game i've fallen off the mobile game space but it's a pretty good one memories um all right Carmen. well that's all i have for you you got anything else before we wrap it up here no just a reminder that you know create for yourself nobody else keep doing what you do all right, then I'm going to play our song off Internet Friends 3, um, which is a pretty embarrassing one for me in a way. Uh, I recorded it back like when Internet Friends 1 was being recorded, um, and somehow it lasted all the way up until Internet Friends 3, and it turned out pretty dope. But <laughs> it gets a lot of plays, so um, it gets on some playlist out there, I guess. It's a good song. Yeah, I like it a lot. But anyway, I appreciate you being on, and uh, you know, let me know when the album comes out, when you have a date, and we'll let people know. And then, of course, send us songs for the podcast and all that shit. All right, sounds good. I appreciate you. All right, peace. Bye. When the last time that we did it like this, girl, where we kicked it like this, yeah. When the last time that we did it like this, girl, when we kicked it like this, girl. When the last time that we did it like this, girl, where we kicked it like this, yeah. When the last time that we did it like this, girl, when we kicked it like this, girl. When I woke up. I woke up with what? I look at my girl, and I'm hoping she could. 
I'm not saying she should, but it'd be cool if she would. She think I'm a pervert, it's true, but I'm misunderstood. It just feels so good. Like, what should I do? I get these ideas just for us too. Get a good grip and go from the back. I know you like it when I hit it like that. Go ahead and light it, girl. Ain't no need to fight it. That pussy so way, yeah, it get me so excited. The way that she be climbing and the way that she gliding. Yeah, that pussy good. I swear, I just came right inside it. When the last time that we did it like this, girl, where we kicked it like this, yeah. When the last time that we did it like this, girl, when we kicked it like this, girl. When the last time that we did it like this, girl, where we kicked it like this, yeah. When the last time that we did it like this, girl, when we kicked it like this, girl. Yeah.